Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. You know, Vince, every single day I look forward to a couple of things. Yeah? What are they? Uh, yeah, I look forward to my morning workout. That's a big part of the day. Good for you. I enjoy unwinding with a nice uh, television program at the end of the day. Okay. But something's in the middle that really gets me going. Oh, interesting, because I yeah. skip this a lot. Oh, you skip going to the DMV? Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> All right. I don't go to the DMV every, every day, but I do eat lunch. Yay! Well, today, Tom, you're going to drink it. I can't wait. I don't know the last time I've drank lunch, but... Maybe this will be the first time. Lunch yeah. from Maine Beer Company in Freeport, Maine, is an IPA. Tom, take us home. It's a special whale, that's from the description, that has been spotted off the coast of Maine since 1982. She has what looks like a bite taken out of her fin... Which adds to her unique character. We dedicate this beer to her determination and her persistence. Keep on swimming. Vince, I haven't described what this beer is like at all. But that was fun to say. Hey, there's a little more, don't you think? Yeah, there is. Uh, we could also talk about the aromas of caramel, <laughs> orange, papaya, grapefruit, underlying floral notes. I was in a band called Underlying Floral Notes, by the way. Are you serious? No. Dude, what? Oh, I was going to say. Like, some I'm Call It serious. Victory, like just do a two-word band. That was the ukulele cover version of Some Call It Victory. It was Underlying <laughs> Floral Notes. And let's not forget about hints of onion and garlic. Vince, what the hell is in this beer? I actually had never looked at that before, so this is the first time I'm seeing that. What I can say is I have had lunch before, and it is tasty it is on my list as a early favorite for beer of the year but it's i guess a, we'll find out it's a giant bottle as well this is a pint that's right this is 16 ounces in a bottle uh main beer company i i really like i'm dying here i gotta open it so i think we gotta crack okay but we're we're popping we're popping popping bottles Vince, let's have lunch at an inappropriate time. Cheers. The hint of garlic and onion is what's really throwing me off. That's why I'm I'm gonna be I mean tender oh with my God. sip. It's so good. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Guys, if you happen to come across <laughs> Maine Beer Co.'s lunch. <laughs> Don't blink at the price. Don't blink at anything. Just get yourself a bottle. This is one of the smoothest drinking IPAs I've ever had. This is great. It's fantastic. It is an, it is a front runner. I stand by it for beer of the year. We're going to see what else comes up. But let me talk a little bit about Maine Beer Co. Here, I'm going to have I another think, fucking sip. Holy get in. Cow. Get in. I'm glad you like it, truthfully. Yeah, Once probably would have been rough if I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I, we've had it happen in the past. Yeah. So... I think when you hear about what their what their whole deal is here, their whole deal is do what's right. That's their motto. And they're a very sustainable company. Uh, again, we're talking about brothers. We're always talking about brothers. Apparently, brothers brew. Uh, one was a lawyer, and uh, it turned out 
that he loved brewing. So he was going up to law school in Boston. His brother was down in the Everglades with their family. And he basically like just thought he's like, I want to open a brewery. And their dad said, that won't work. You'll drink all your product. And he said, well, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, would it? And turns out that the brother, so the, the first one, David, was in finance. And the second one, Dan, was in law school at the time. And he just really, really loved it. Dave basically looked at Dan and said, hey, would you rather be a lawyer or a brewer? And Dan said, I'd rather be a brewer. And that was the start. So their whole deal, the, the last name's Cleveland here. Their whole deal here is focusing all their energy on perfecting single beer. They went through iteration after iteration, right? They didn't just get there and go, that's good enough. They said they want it to be good enough that if no one else drank it, they would drink it all themselves, right? So they ultimately launched the brewery and that single beer, the Peeper Pale Ale, was what they sold. It's still one of their workhorses to this day. Uh, the quote exactly here is, our plan was to do one beer really well to start, make only one beer that we want to drink, period, do it well. If they drink it, great. If they don't, we'll go back to our day jobs, right? So you can taste the care that goes into it. You can, you like, it's like looking at a fine piece of furniture. There's no weak spot. Everything's sanded to perfection. No detail is missed, that's what they set out to do. That's what they've done here. They're very good to their employees. What's interesting too, though, is this is a New England IPA. It is, and it's not a hazy. It's not. doesn't taste hazy at all. I'm sure when we pour it into the glass, it won't look hazy. Yeah, there's something um, minimalistically pure about a beer that has an, a shocking amount of ingredients. I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe... All the stuff that was crammed into this 16-ounce bad boy. And yet, I drink it, and it just goes down so smoothly and so crisply. I can't help but just marvel at, it's the, incredible. at the expertise. And when I, when I heard the onion and garlic part, that threw me. I don't taste onion and garlic. I just taste a delicious beer. Yeah, okay, so... I want to take a second here to talk about the fact that New England IPA, this has flown under the radar. You never heard of it. No, I hadn't. And I've been to Maine. We did Allagash White, which I've given a five yeah. on the show. I stand by that rating. I think about that beer all the time. But you I had no you. idea this existed. Exactly. And truthfully, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't have either if not for and another point in his court. Fan of the year, Derek Moore. Oh, Derek Moore. He just keeps coming up. He might be the first repeat fan of the year at this point. Well, actually, we are due. We we do owe the folks a uh, A a mid-year standings (laughs) update. I don't know what the standings update would look like right now. Do you? No, I think we'd have to take everything into account. But it's safe to say that he's got some competition this year. It's been voiced. What I will say here is what are some properties and i guess what i'll ask what are some properties some things that are not underrated but just have flown under the radar and are fantastic and i swear to god if you say 
Ex Machina, I will lose my shit. Yeah, well, when you watch it, you'll be the one who's raving about it on the show, and I won't be able to shut you up. So don't fucking say that to me. Stuff that's flown under the radar that is absolutely fantastic. Like, it's peerless. It's excellent. It's high quality, right? There's, when you look at it, you give it to somebody. A lot of times when you make a recommendation, you do it with, like, a, with your toes clenched with with your and your jaw clenched yeah. every piece of you like hoping that someone agrees with you what's something that you didn't have that for you were just calm you knew you were right you knew it and they agreed so the place beyond the pines which you, we've talked about in this show great one great one, one of the most underrated films of the 2010s i think it is absolutely spectacular and it was not it was very slept on when it came out. It was done with care, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Who directed that? Um, that was a guy named Derek C. France who directed Blue Valentine. And that was a polarizing movie. But yeah. Place Beyond the Pines was not. I don't know if this movie's overrated or underrated because it was highly divisive at the time. But Babylon, I loved Babylon. I didn't see it. Well, wait, Babylon AD? No, 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 no. This is the Damien Chazelle movie with Brad Pitt. It's set in the 1920s. Wait, is it Babylon or Babel? Babylon. What's Babel? Ba- Babel is a uh, movie with Brad Pitt that's about something that I don't remember. But it was okay, not made okay, for but Oscar. I'm not crazy. There is yeah, Babylon. Babylon is like... And it's a giggly. It's about the roaring 20s. Okay. It's about the... Oh, oh, yeah. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, no, hold on. Sorry. I just dropped something. Yeah, but... thanks for saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you know what I'm talking about or not? Yes, dude. How is that under the radar? Well, because it made almost no money at the box office, but I thought it was a, a very, very good and thought-provoking movie. So you you laid Brad Pitt out there, but you forgot to lay out the other stars in it. Margot Robbie. Keep going. Um, then, well, Damien Chazelle directed it. Mm-hmm. Who else am I forgetting? I actually big? don't know. You haven't seen I, it. I knew it, was, I knew it was those two. I knew it was those two. And it was billed as this epic. Yeah, it was. And I'm not saying that it's for everybody, but I do think that for people that have an appreciation for film history and an appreciation for bold swings there's three scenes in that movie that are absolutely mesmerizing and like breathtakingly filmed similar to this beer this beer has a lot of crazy ingredients that you're like how the hell is that gonna work and for babylon it doesn't work for all three hours but in pockets it is like a marvelous watch so i think it was slept on for what it was received as at the time okay for the people, and I guess for me, what else is Damien Chazelle known for? La La Land. Okay. First Man. Okay. And Whiplash are the main ones. Whiplash is the only one of those that I respect and appreciate. You didn't like uh, First, First Man? Man? Ah, First Man was all right. I loved First Man. Yeah, we've had this conversation. But I think we've La- had it outside but, of but this. But I am, I am with you on La La Land, though. I, I don't think I, I La La Land is La La that Land, great. Yeah. But as we know, that's not really my thing. Well, okay. Musicals. Well, what are, when you offered this question up, what were you thinking of? Like, I offered, here's the thing: I offered it up without a thought. So, let me dive into my spider web of a brain here and think for a second. Something that is underrated but perfection. The problem 
is I gravitate to things that are not well crafted. They're right. not perfectly. You're Vinny crafted. popcorn. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good lineup. It's very hard for me not to go, and I'm I'm not going to. Don't worry, but not to go something Christopher Nolan. I think he takes incredible care with his films. He does, but they're not underrated. No, agreed, and they don't really fly under the radar, with maybe the exception of Insomnia, might have. Yeah, I, I just don't think a lot of people have seen that movie. Yeah, I, I have another one that you might be able to glob onto: The Wire. Yeah, that's arguably the greatest TV show of all time, and like we could go, we could go Barry, truthfully. Yeah, we have talked about Barry. Barry's been getting its flowers Barry's of late. Barry's fucking weird this year, man. It's not good. You don't like it? I hate it. I'm I'm into it. I hate it so much that I'm going to break tradition here, and I'm going to suggest we pour into the glass. Oh, please do. Oh, what a beautiful... Right. And this is also off topic of things oh that are underrated God. that we like. You don't think Barry... So Barry started underrated, though. That's the problem, is how long are things underrated for? This is the Jay-Z dilemma. Oh, you either... It's so good. You either live long enough to see yourself become the villain or you die the hero. I inverted that, but you got what I meant. Why did you say that's the Jay-Z? Does he say that as well? Yeah, that, he raps that on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, interesting. Okay, so underrated, carefully crafted, perfect by all accounts. As close to perfect as you can get. That's what we're looking for here. Right, we're talking about stuff like that, yeah. It's hard to do that. I mean, truthfully, there's... word gets out. Yeah, word gets out. And also, Hollywood has a propensity of like, oh, this thing worked. Now we're just going to keep doing that. John Mulaney's new in town. Or Dave Chappelle's, I want to say maybe for what it's worth. Yeah, the one that was on DVD at home. Well, I was also going to say Best of Will Ferrell SNL Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before he was in the movies, when it was just like him doing crazy bullshit on SNL. <laughs> Not that it was bullshit, but it was just like, at the time, pretty wild. So here's where I want to go with this. I want to take this to a place we've never actually gone. Let's talk about like chefs and meals for a second. Because oh, that man. has really entered the culture. <laughs> it really has. I'm going to be really bad at this. So I'm not going to be good at it either. That's the thing. <laughs> in the words of... Again, Jesus, I can't stop mentioning him. When it comes to fried chicken, it's hard to mess it up. And I was greeted with the retort by Derek, well, you're a raccoon. So That seems like an insult. Well, it's not incorrect. I my palate is not refined. But as far like I do have respect for like a carefully crafted meal. I do I really like plating. I think all of that is very cool. And I had been watching a show on Netflix called I think million dollar million dollar meal or something like that but the idea is that these food trucks and small places bring and they pitch their ideas what they do to these restaurateurs and then they get to like set it up but I guess if we're going to go to like carefully crafted and handled with care what's strange is I want to go Anthony Bourdain I want to talk about Anthony Bourdain but what's interesting is the respect that he had and the kind of perfect ambiance that he set for other cultures and for food he didn't have for himself. He absolutely ran himself ragged. And I think I haven't read a lot of his books, but I've, I've heard enough to know that he was not super nice to himself. I want to talk more about just underrated things in general. Yeah, like, it, but 
here's the thing is like think about chicago at what point does a meal move from underrated to overrated and is that a reflection on a declining quality or is that a reflection on an increase in popularity to me it's almost always an increase in popularity so the quality stays the same yes i well <laughs> this is going to really upset people but i'm just going to go ahead and say yeah. it. i think there's a lot of people that have very bad taste in, sure. in general and when they get on something that's good and like un unadulterated it starts to skew my opinion about everything that comes with that, right? So, like, I think about Al Cheval, for example. Al Cheval, by all accounts, is the most famous burger in Chicago. Yeah. And for a while, you had to wait two hours to sit at a table to get it. And it was this, like, luxurious, like, experience. Well, guess what? Now they have something called Small Cheval, where you right. can just order it on DoorDash and it shows up to your house in, in 25 minutes. I'd much rather have that than wait for two hours to have a burger at a fucking bar stool. Okay. And I think that even just removing context from that burger, I've had better burgers in Chicago that I would prefer to have. And I don't think you're alone on that. I think a lot of people have that. And But part of that, I think, is this this stretch right you want to be successful you want to have people show up in droves you want that two-hour wait because that means well if you're the restaurant you're yeah. in style but what does that do to your ability to provide the same level of service and care and that's what's interesting about main beer company is they really have made minimal efforts to expand they've sort of taken it as it comes and they've taken it when it doesn't impact their ability to perfect what they're trying to do. It's a fine line for sure because, of course, you want to be as successful as possible, but you don't want to be going against the principles you have. And I don't know all the principles of Maine Beer Company. Right. But there is something, especially now in 2023 in the culture we live in, like there is something about a well-kept secret that I really just cling on to more than anything else. It's like it's like going to your favorite dive bar, right? Sure. You go there because you've got you've got your buddies, you've got your times there that you really like. And if it all of a sudden turned into federalities, you would be upset. Yeah. Even though I'm sure business-wise for your favorite place, it's good, for them. It's good, it's good. to be popular and to be on social media and to be trending, but like how do you strike that balance? It's hard to do. And you know who does this better than anyone in the entertainment world? Who? A24. Okay, I don't know about that. Well, hear me out. A24 balances being popular and respected and winning awards. I mean, everything everywhere all at once was a creative triumph for the most part Yeah. that made money. And had a huge showing at the Oscars. I'm not saying this is that movie, but I'm just saying in general, right now that's perfect. At some point, we're probably going to be talking about A24 being washed in like five so years. So here's the thing. I don't, I actually don't agree that everything, everywhere, all at once was a perfect movie. I didn't say it was a perfect movie. Sorry. I said it was a creative triumph. Sorry, I heard you say perfect. I thought that's what you meant. No. Overall, I thought that everything, 
everything everywhere all at once was fascinating strange well done well acted well directed across the board i don't think it was revolutionary and i think i agree with that what stopped me from thinking it was revolutionary is you roll this out before all of the marvel movies went to the multiverse people go bananas but the argument the flip side of that argument is maybe people wouldn't understand the multiverse at that point disney and marvel sanitize that for everybody pretty well so the real question here is from a food perspective what is the most underrated untalked about meal that you've had i'll say in chicago or i'll say anywhere yeah this is a hard one for me because i'm not like a i'm not a learned foodie like i that's what enjoy makes a lot perfect. of stuff you're not alone I think as far as most underrated Chicago meals I've had, and I'm going to go back to burgers, the Mott Street Burger in Wicker Park is absolutely fantastic. I have heard very good things about that. It's, it's my strange. favorite. It's strange. It's delightful. It's unexpected. It's this beer. And it's an incredibly local reference. But to me, this is a gourmet cheeseburger. Like, it's a... It's something you've seen before. Certainly we've had beers like this before, but it's done in such a unique way where it does stand out in my mind. I'm going to go to Boston. I'm going to go to a little joint called Giacomo's. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Oh my God. Okay, man. So we walk in there. First of all, we waited outside because it's cash only small place in the North End. Love cash only places, by the way. Yes, we were ready to go. We get in there and... Right away, they're like they have it's a small place. They got to turn it over. So they're like, "What do you want? Tell us what you want. We'll get you. We'll get it to you." We tell them what the, what we want. We get it. Maybe 15, 20 minutes max. Fantastic. You're like, ah, okay, how good this can this be? Fantastic food. Middle of the meal, some guy named Miguel Cabrera, I know, shows up and starts singing opera in the middle of it. What an experience. What a meal, top to bottom, phenomenal. And the best part about it was I got all of this steps away from where I was staying too. I didn't have to travel. Now I had to travel to Boston, <laughs> but I didn't have to go 45 minutes in a car for this too. You know? Yeah. It was right there. It was perfect. Good size portions. Really, really well done. That to me is somebody, somebody's in the back that I want to shake their hand. I didn't, but I want to. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a delightful experience to me. I'm someone that appreciates great food and the artistry of food as a consumer. As like a behind the scenes, like I want to watch this content all day long. I don't have any interest in that. I've never been into cooking shows. I don't give a fuck about the process. I'm more just like, put it in front of me and I'll eat it and I'll probably like it. So I like to learn a little bit. I like to understand and figure out like, cause I, I need to be told how much time at 350, how much. And they're like, oh, just do it until it's brown. I'm like, well, what shade of brown, right? Yeah. So I, from that perspective, I like to do it. Uh, there's an argument somewhere here. We're out of time, but there's an argument somewhere here that Guy Fieri is the guy doing everything right. <laughs> yeah. We won't make it tonight. Tom, what do you want to rate this beer? I was so thrown off by the taste of this beer. I was not really sure how it was going to go when I read the description. I also did not have the you know history that you had you know set up for me. So, yeah. um, 
I say all that to say, this is a fantastic beer. I would love to have it again. I also feel like this beer is like a special treat. You know, you don't want to have lunch every single, this particular lunch, every single week. I was going to say, you have it every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, the meal of lunch, I'm a big fan of. But I'm saying this beer, I feel like this is like a, a once in a while occasion. And as that lens, I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five toms. Wow. I I love it. I think it's fantastic. Oh my God. But I'm not going to give it a full-throated five. You don't have because. to give it a full-throated five, but take it off of the 4.5 level. I, I don't have any qualms about where I You don't it. have to have any qualms. I'm just shocked. Honestly, yeah. I thought I was going to get 4.75 borderline five out of you yeah. based on your reaction. I'm going hard five. This is fantastic. Arguably the best IPA I've ever had. Really, really, really good. Highly recommend. If you see it, don't hesitate. Get it. I Like I said, it's a great beer. No qualms about that. Four five. <laughs> I thought I'd get a four seven five out of you at least. Wow. You know, Vince. At some point, you and I are gonna have like a really fancy dinner in Chicago, and we're gonna be with people that are like way more into it than we are. And this happens to me a lot because I've been at fancy dinners and people are like, "Oh, how do you think about the gazpacho?" I'm just like, mm, "It's cold. It tastes like soup." <laughs> I I feel like I'm letting people down that respect, and then I obviously I overcompensate with. Way more passionate interest in other things, but of course, with food, I just can't get there. What can I say? Well, you know what? Oh, excuse me. You know what? We uh, we did it. We did do it. And if you enjoy lunch as a concept or a beer, give us a follow on. <laughs> give us a follow on uh, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know why I started laughing. Yeah, just to say, I'll find out later. <laughs> Give us a follow on social media. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And just just support us. We love it. And and do do give us a review. As Vince announced in a recent episode, we're we're keeping closer eye on this. That's right. That's right. The contest is ongoing. Yeah. Please, it's not too late. If you've submitted a review, submit another. Right. I don't know. You might Maybe. need a second draft. That's right. Maybe you're not the guy Fieri of writing reviews right you might be the samwise gamgee of writing reviews which is a reference that doesn't tie in at all but I'm oh gonna say it, it does anyway. it does tate conies taters i don't know i don't watch this whatever sign us off get me out of here <laughs> until next time i'm tom i'm vince this has been friday night beers where we have clear eyes full cans must booze we'll see you later